I'm Hector Tan and welcome to Property Bytes. We cover the latest developments in Singapore's real estate market alongside expert analysis from the Knight Frank Singapore team. Today with our Head of Consultancy, Alice Tan, with us today. Hello, Alice. Hi, Hector. Well, thank you for joining us. Today, our topic is on the private residential surplus, which is tied in closely with supply in the market for homes. Now, I understand the supply is very much a result of this mechanism called the Government Land Sales Programme. Now, could you highlight to us what the Government Land Sales Programme is and how it affects our private residential market? The Government Land Sales, or GLS in short, is a 53-year-old initiative where the government authorities release state land biannually for private developers to consider for tender. GLS has been one of the key sources of land supply for private sector's participation in order to support Singapore's urban development and economic growth. And the launch of GLS land parcels for tender, especially in the past few decades, has been often closely watched by private developers and it has served to be a bellwether of the government's position in land supply policy given different times periods. In the most recent edition of the House Hunt Map in the Business Times Property Supplement, we see a number of major launches in the coming months, as well as unsold units from previous project launches. Now, where are we now in terms of private residential property supply? When we look at the overall supply, um, there are two uh, important numbers to, for us to look at. You know, as at the end of third quarter this year, according to URA statistics, there's a total supply of over 50,000 uncompleted private home units in the pipeline compared to over 49,000 in quarter two. And out of this uh, total pipeline supply, which comprises both sold and unsold, we look at unsold inventory. And unsold inventory has come off slightly by around 1,005 units to over 26,000 units in quarter three. And that's um, slightly lower compared to close to 28,000 units in quarter two. Um, it, it, it seems to me that the unsold inventory is coming off slowly. And this inventory uh, looks at projects that's being launched and projects that's also unlaunched. When we look at our house hunt map, we can see projects in some locations that have not seen launches for quite some time. Um, these are projects that I envisage would see um, some interest from home buyers you know, who have been looking for a choice location um, to meet their immediate needs as well as future lifestyle preferences. Well, let's talk about the term supply, right? I understand um, the media uses the term supply quite generally. Uh, how do you qualify the term supply and the concept of unsold inventory in uh, real estate terms? When we look at the official statistics released by URA, they give us two statistics. First is pipeline supply, which comprises both sold and unsold units. And the number right now, as of Q3 this year, is about more than 50,000 units in the pipeline supply. When we want to look deeper into whether there's any stress in the market, uh, we look at unsold stock. And URA publishes this figure of over 26,000 unsold stock, which is basically comprising units that's launched and unlaunched. For Night Frank, we wanted to look deeper to understand what could be the real unsold inventory 
taking into account projects that's due for development. So what are projects that's due for development? It can be projects that is from the government land sales program that comprises reserve lease sites that's being triggered by the private sector due for upcoming tender and also comprising sites that's on confirmed lease under the GLS program. And these sites that's under the confirmed lease will be released to the market um, at a predetermined tender closing date. So we should look at these two uh, supply as well as the third one, the third tranche of uh, potential supply will be private sector projects where it has um, been submitted to URA for planning approval, but as of a certain given period of time, it has yet to receive planning approval. So when we add that um, stock in, the total unsold inventory as of quarter two is around 32,000 units. And that's almost 4,000 more units compared to the reported unsold stock released by URA. So we, we are giving a more holistic approach to the overall unsold stock. So basically, it's saying that it's a more accurate perception of the market versus just generalizing as the term supply, right? Now, with this uh, so-called surplus in the market, do you think there'll be another round of uh, collective sales soon? As you know, as private developers uh, try to replenish their land bank, do you see that as an upcoming trend or is something that will be put off even further? I see that the unsold inventory needs to be closely watched and I believe that the government is also monitoring this uh, trend closely. And when we look at our the, the total unsold inventory of over 32,000 as of quarter two this year, the question is how long does it take to fully absorb this unsold inventory? If we take a look at how has been the, the new sales volume for this year so far, for 2020, it has been about 8,000 units uh, as of the first 10 months this year. And assuming that, you know, over the same number, around 8,000, 9,000 over units to be sold in the subsequent two years or so, you know, we could see this unsold stock powering down and possibly even falling below 26,000 by the end of quarter two, 2021. And then where is the trigger point for collective sales um, trend to come back. Um, I think that once the unsold inventory reaches below 20,000, we could see developers being more hungry to replenish their land bank. So from 32,000 to less than 20,000, I think it would take just a year or so, maybe maximum a year and uh, nine months, close to two years for it to reach below 20,000. So the tipping point is basically 22,000 units left on the market, right? Um, that's my personal view. Okay. And uh, now, the concept of pricing, right? Can home buyers expect a drop in prices due to the surplus, right? But of course, in Singapore, it's quite of a paradox, right? Uh, even with the huge surplus as previously, previously seen, the price index did not decrease by too much for Singapore properties. What's your take on this? We can see that home buyers are right now adopting a wait and see approach, you know, in light of the overall economic uncertainties, the pandemic, job security concerns, and a plethora of other reasons. And developers are also uh, closely looking at how they can offer uh, an optimal price such that they can still move their units 
while meeting their sales and pricing targets. Um, it is interesting to see that some projects are doing well, you know, despite this uh, overarching economic uncertainty. And when projects are doing well uh, in certain instances, it is also due to its uh, special attributes, location, project appeal, developer track record, as well as uh, marketing uh, strategies. So when we look at good quality residential projects, we can expect that uh, prices uh, can still remain competitive at the start of the launch. And once the sales target has been met with uh, encouraging sales rates, developers are likely to increase prices. And that also creates this formal trend that we have been seeing since our economy reopened in June, where projects that have good uh, attributes are well uh, received. And home buyers jump on the bandwagon to uh, seize the opportunity to grab good uh, choice units. And um, at the same time, developers are offering good pricing. And this actually bodes well for the market uh, at a fairly sustainable level because it is a win-win situation for both the developers and the home buyers too. And looking forward, you know, as the unsold inventory slowly passed down, we still see some steady uh, trend of sales uh, being achieved in new uh, project launches, I can see that prices are not likely to drop too much. Reason being is uh, developers are already uh, having to absorb high development costs, you know, land costs, and bear in mind construction costs has risen you know, due to the stricter COVID uh, safe management practices at construction sites. Contractors are truly feeling the heat in terms of managing their overheads, preliminary costs, and uh, supply disruptions to materials, and not forgetting labor constraints. So um, developers are also in their interest to ensure that um, construction still proceeds as normal, and they need to provide some buffer contingency sum for construction costs. So developers are already quite uh, constrained in terms of managing costs, and there's a limited room for how much developers can lower their prices to um, attract home buyers. And thirdly, um, the developers are also giving given some reprieve in terms of the project completion period. Um, now they have five and a half years to sell all units from the time they got the land. Although it's just six months more, but it's still a good reprieve for the developers. Thank you for tuning in to Property Bites. I'm Hector Tan. And for the latest updates on the Singapore's real estate landscape, follow us on social media on LinkedIn or at nightfrank.com.sg.